0: Hello, beautiful people. This is Puneet, your friend and host, and I'm back with a brand new episode of the Karma Social Podcast. I have with me one of Australia's one and only, in fact, one and only in the world, Bogan Life Coach. Um, his name is Shano, and he's having a chat with us today. Hi, Shano. How are you going, mate?
1: Mate, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for having me on your show. Uh, on your show, is it, uh, Puneet? Am I pronouncing that
0: right, mate? Oh, well, whatever floats your boat, man. It's, it's a bit of a tongue twister. Um, you can call me Puneet or you can call me Mr. P or, you know, whatever, whatever you feel comfortable. <laughs> I
1: reckon Mr. P. So that's pretty sick to me. Let's roll
0: pretty with that, bro. <laughs> All right. Awesome stuff. So how, how you doing? Chido? How's, how's things happening and how, how are you keeping up during this pandemic?
1: Mate, I'm doing fantastically. Funnily enough, the, uh, you know, construction industry wasn't that heavily affected, at least here in Queensland, by coronavirus, but by no means does that mean that I'm, uh, diminishing the, uh, you know, the extent of what's happening out there for people. So, um, mm. me personally and, I uh, and my life and my business, not exponentially, but, um, changed by it, but, but I'm certainly heartfelt and, uh, I feel the pain of so many people out there based yeah. on what's going on. So, uh, mm. mate, if anything, my mission has just become more real.
0: Excellent, excellent. So what what sort of people have reached out to you so far being, you know, in the industry? You, you know, one one of few or maybe the only uh life coach, you know, serving. Don't mind me if I say um the word Bogan because I don't mean any harm saying the word. Um, you know, it's just you know, um um endearing to <laughs> so yeah, what what sort of people uh, people have reached out to you? What sort of help have uh, yeah. people asked, and how have you been able to help them?
1: Uh, that's a great question, Mister P. And uh, look, really, it's just been you know, my, my intention is to just be uh, a coach that's there in the corner for the average Aussie bloke, all bloke mm. for that matter. So you know, I've, I've you know attracted other people from the construction industry, of course. Mm. Um, a few friends and family have reached out for some pointers along the way, uh, and you know. To me, surprise, I've uh, attracted a couple of high flyers as well. So, you know, I'd like to consider myself a man for all seasons. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, a lot of that, that sort of same background as myself has reached oh, right. out so far.
0: Right. Oh, really cool. Well, I, I, I heard it through the grapevine. You are the next Bachelor. Are you going to be the next Bachelor on the TV show?
1: Well, mate, lots of me Bogan friends can be found on shows like that. So I definitely know that, uh, you know, it is. It's a strong possibility. I am a contestant for it. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I'm a single bloke, believe uh-huh. it or not. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. That's definitely in me crosshairs.
0: Uh well, that's awesome stuff, you know. Um I'm pretty sure you'll do well, you know, all, all the Sheila's will have attracted to you. you?
1: Know. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll just be pumping out some uh, I'll just throw out some Tony Robbins sort of one-liners, you know, where focus goes, energy flows, or yeah. you know, like that, and they'll be flocking to me. Like, how could they not?
0: Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about, um, the journey. How, when did you decide to become a life coach? Um, you just mentioned Tony Robbins. Have you been a fan of his?
1: Mate, I hadn't even heard of the bloke until September last year. Literally. Mm. I'll tell you the story. So, uh, me and some of my scaffolding mates, I'm a scaffy by trade. Uh, uh-huh. still doing a part time at the moment while I build my coaching business, but, um, mm. Yeah, you know, we picked up this, uh, interstate job in September mm-hmm. last year to fly down to for a few days to help set up the, uh, kudos arena for ah. an event. You know what? But they said, you know, fly down the team and, um, help out with some of the, the team that's already down there. And, um, unbeknownst to me, mate, some of my mates accidentally locked me in the facility on the last mm-hmm. night before the event started. So I'm locked in, I tried calling him, you know, giving him a piece of my mind, but they'd already head out the turps. Um, here I am, locked in this facility with no one around. I've woke up and thought to myself, I'm going to have to stay here tonight. I've got no choice. So I slept there, woke up the next day. Here's all this jumping and, and clapping and positivity and that, and I'm just like, what the hell is this all about? So, mate, to answer your question, Mr. P, it was completely by uh, serendipity that I ended up at right. UPW in 2019. <laughs> I've stayed the entire four days. The rest is history.
0: Oh excellent so what what have you uh, done ever since you know I've just you know a little known fact um, a lot of people don 't know about it. I um, ran the New York Marathon alongside you last year, and it was such such an awesome stuff. Um, how did you go uh, training for the entire marathon because you know it took me almost a year. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, mate, that was, uh, that was really subtle. I mean, that, uh, heaps that awesome dude, Brody Lee came out of nowhere and, uh, mm. seduced us into flying out of the other side of the world to, uh, do this marathon. And mate, what a, what an absolute, um, bucket list thing. Uh-huh. That's really, truly, really, really uh, you know, after a long day and extraction site, certainly going and run some, uh, some of those long runs yeah. is a uh, hard task, but. As you know, Mr. P, you were there. It was
0: certainly worth it, was not it? So. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what, what sort of, um, message have you got for the youth, you know, going through or, you know, just a regular Aussie bloke and, um, bloquette, if I have to invent a word right now. Um, because a lot of people are hurting. Um, and a lot of people are surrounded by uncertainty, um, in yep. these times. Um, as a life coach, what is one of the, you know, Advice, or you know, something that you can pass on to, so that they can feel a little relaxed or at peace.
1: Yeah, great question, awesome, awesome question. And in fact, I'm asking the same thing uh, to a lot of people in my own network. You know, doing mm-hmm. you know, so forth because, uh, and I think the thing that I've picked up is that you know, the answers are always right, right next to the problem. Yes, okay. And solutions are nearby, and that can probably come in the form of other people. That's mm-hmm. how I'm seeing it. People have either been through a similar thing or they're expert in a certain area, whether that's presenting or the real estate uh, situation or in marketing or in communications or in leadership, whatever it is that we need to raise our game at, mm-hmm. in times like this, people in your network already have the answer. Mm-hmm. They don't. They think it as like a mastermind. You need to get together. You need to pick the brains of people around you. They need to pick your brain. Mm-hmm. And uh, Between us all, we have the solution
0: right now. Yes. Absolutely. And you being an athlete also, not just a life coach, uh, and a tradeee, um, yeah. I'm sure you focus on a lot of, um, nutrition. What, what's your daily sort of nutritional, you know, intake and what would you advise people to keep yeah. themselves healthy during these times?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it uh, certainly wasn't always the case, Mr. P, you know, like when I went to UPW and I saw what uh, Tony was talking about on day four, you uh, know, about all that stuff, that was really the, uh, Turning point for myself. So I'm 30, uh, 31 this year. And, um, you know, up until this time, my diet's never really been particularly good, to be honest with you, but that mm-hmm. was the moment that I decided to turn it around. So look, uh, I wouldn't say I'm a vegetarian, uh-huh. but I do have a meat diet. I don't, uh, over, over, don't OD on red meat, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. Try to avoid the processed foods as much as possible. Lots of greens, um, mm. lots of good water, lots of good air, um, mm. but not to the point. And here's the key thing: Don't want to stress yourself out about food. If you're yes, point, totally, totally ridiculous. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this thing. Oh, uh, you key. are, you are absolutely be yourself. Right. Well, I was going to say, uh, you know, if you're going to be completely anal about it, uh-huh. um, I think sometimes the stress that people have of trying to be so anal about their diet does mm. more harm. Than well, I think, mm. as Robert says, zigzag, uh, but as long as you're Um, you know, doing the right thing and eating a decent meal most of the time, that's the key thing. And here's another one. Don't wolf your food down. Your mum's been telling you to chew your food for 20 years. Yeah. Chew your food. Chew your food properly. Yeah.
0: Sit down and
1: eat in a relaxed, comfortable manner. Wherever possible, so your body knows you're in a relaxed state. Don't mm. offer your food. That's another yeah. big thing. It's not so much what we eat; it's also how we eat it,
0: right? Yeah, absolutely. What 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 about you know on the weekend with you know your your mates, just go down the pub and sink a few VBS? Do you yeah. you can go that?
1: Oh look, got a cat in the background <laughs> there. But again, you know what? Don't doubt. Uh, Never like to throw the baby out with the bath water. And, uh, mm. you know, if you try to quit cold turkey, sometimes I think that comes at the detriment of, you know, hanging out with the boys and, now uh, you know, your social connections. If you want to do that sort of thing, you want to quit cold turkey, go for it. But well, I still think a couple of beers yeah, after a day's work is not the end of the world. As long as it's not becoming a habit. Uh, I do think though, during times of COVID-19, mm-hmm. uh, we do have increase in drinking. A lot of people are drinking. More. Yes. Home, so I'd be certainly keeping an eye on that. But, uh, just like with food, I
0: don't believe in uh, extremism. Exactly, exactly. That's, that's, that's such sage advice, um, you know, that you, that you've got here. So, um, I, I also understand you have, um, a bit of a alter ego and if not an alter ego, but a friend, um, Michael he was with you um, during the entire uh, process of um, the marathon and during the training, or did yep. he just sort of, you know, let you do all the hard work and just, you know, take, take the glory? Well, you
1: know, Michael's just, uh, you know, we haven't known each other that long, but he's he's much more of a you know, straight shooting kind of guy and uh, uh, comes from a military background. He tells oh. me, and, uh, you know, he really had that, uh, he's been doing coaching a bit longer than me, but, um, uh, you know, he had a vision of helping uh, veterans transition out of the military and into yeah civilian life, which I think is a pretty cool thing. Mm. Um, but, yeah, like he's got obviously a bigger background
0: in, in fitness and health and all that kind of cool stuff. So he was a good person to have in my corner and right. uh, he was a good mate to this day. Mm, awesome. Would you consider him as one of your mentors also?
1: Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of a two-steps ahead. Been in the game a few years. You know, he's oh. hanging out with that. Uh, Scott Harris and people like that quite a lot. I believe he's sort of in in a circle, as it were. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, yeah, he's definitely a close friend. And, uh, again, as I was saying back to your earlier questions, you know, keeping uh, holding court and keeping company with
0: people like that and uh, people like yourself, you know, so we can help each other out. Exactly. That's that's absolutely what, you know, this this entire platform is all about, you know, showing and shining light on uh, spectacular human beings and individuals such as you and Michael. I do have I do have word uh, that he is in the building and he's around. Um, He's around. Yeah. more than, so, more than uh, welcome to join uh, you know, bring him on. And uh, I'd love to have you back once, you know, we, we can have a quick chat with him or we can have you both on together, you know, whatever, whatever works for you. So yeah. um, I'm yeah, sure you don't ch- mind sharing the space.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the least I can do for him. He's a great bloke. Look, we'll go. I've got a big day on the construction site tomorrow, so look, I might uh, go and make me uh, Smoko and yeah. uh, get me stuff ready and get ready for a uh, reasonably early night and I'm happy to uh, –
0: Hand it over to uh, Michael. All right. Awesome stuff. Yeah, I think that would be great. Um, I wish you all the best, know. And um, stay in touch, man. Um, it's, it's such such amazing to see that you are not only looking after yourself, but also the average Aussie bloke, right, you know, and giving them a fair go and helping them out. You know, it's, it's such an amazing thing to see you do all of these things. Um, I really appreciate it. That's that's all right. That's the least I could do for you, mate. So you know, definitely, you're more than welcome to come back on, and we can have a chat any any time. Um, for now, let's 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 have a quick chat with Michael, and uh, let's just try and understand what what he you know does a little bit and dig his story a little bit. No
1: worries. So I'll, I'll give him a call. Hey, um, Michael. Michael. Yeah. yeah, you're on, mate. Okay, no worries. Yep, you he said it'd be 30 seconds,
0: right? All right, cool. No worries. we will just wait. I'll, I'll just set, set the stage up for Michael. Um, so... I um,
1: will wait to chat to you again. And we'll, uh,
0: absolutely. Well, yeah, definitely. You, you've got an open invitation, you know. My house is your house. Um, it, it's a virtual a house, fantastic. basically. Come in anytime. <laughs> All right, mate. You have a fantastic evening. I'll chat to you soon. All right, mate. Thank you so much. All right, guys, um, that was Shano, um, the Bogan life coach. Shano is basically a creation of a good friend, um, uh, Michael that we were talking about, Michael Albrecht. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name still correctly. It's a bit of a tongue twister for me, but, um, Next on, uh, I'm going to have uh, Michael, and uh, we're going to just basically um, share the story on how things went by and, you know, how he developed um, Shano and how he came up with the ideas um, about Shano. So we'll just wait any second now. I think Michael will be on, and um, we'll definitely just go on. And I think here he is. Michael, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastically. That's great. Well, I had, I had a fantastic conversation with Shano. Um, he, he's spoken really fondly about you and, you know, he, he says he's definitely looks up to you as a mentor. So, um, I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm very happy that, you know, he thinks of you, uh, like that. And you, you have been able to help Shano. Um, so that's, that's such a fantastic thing. Um, I was just talking to the audience before while, while we know, while we were waiting on you. Obviously, you know, this is, this is just all fun and games. Shano is basically you, but that's your alter ego. Um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but, but that's, that's definitely such a unique concept. You know, how did you come up with it?
1: Yeah, great question, man. Um, I get asked this a lot, and it's it, it's kind of it's kind of in two ways. It, 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 there's actually a really long time frame aspect to it, mm-hmm. and It's a really short time frame. So the long frame aspect of it is, um, I grew up in Queensland mm-hmm. currently. I went to a high school that was um, school of excellence in rugby league. Uh-huh. And I'm not, you know, putting the mockers on any any of these parts <laughs> in my background. Anyone who participated, in it. I'm just yeah. painting a picture. Um, was in the army 11 years. Mm. I've been in construction. Um, so I've got a lot of references for a uh, healthy Australian bogan. I just oh, do it right. for, from a very, very young age, you know. And, um, uh, I've sort of always imitated bogans just as a like party trick, really, just as hanging out with mates or whatever. And I've always done it. And I have always found that people found it really funny. I never thought anything of it, you know, I didn't think uh-huh. of doing it with it. Um, and then I sort of mentioned to somebody uh, the idea of sort of remixing the Tony Robbins Six Human Knees yeah. as a burger. Yeah. You know, I just like, need to do that. Like, do it, basically. <laughs> so it kind of gave me the push to go, if you want to call it public, with yeah. it and actually do something in the open arena, which mm. I'd never done before. Um, so I just, you know, hit up some people. I knew a guy that had a studio, and uh-huh. I found we uh, wigs are actually, very readily available to know that, <laughs> and just played around with it. And um, it was really, really well received, and it was lots of fun. And yes. then, um, But what was funny was to sort of link the two of those. So that was kind of – and the short-term one I was talking about was, you know, from the moment, say, end of last year onwards, where I mentioned I was going to start doing it. Yeah. But what sort of joins those two together is once I actually pumped out of the first video, I had friends I hadn't spoken to ages ago, um, as in, uh, for example, a friend I had in Sydney 15 years ago when I lived there was like, oh my God, Shano's back. Because I used to, I used to do Shano, but he wasn't a life coach at that point. He was just someone I did who, as I said before, impersonated Bogans. Right. And then I had a friend from high school go, oh my God, I remember this guy from high school. <laughs> and I don't even remember that. So, uh, unbeknownst to me, I must have been doing it even longer than I realized. So yeah, I guess it's just a combination of, um party trick slash, uh, you know, having a crack at a cross section of Australian society I've done for decades and then just remixing that with my kind of more recent coaching endeavors. I guess you could say. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's such a goldmine of an idea. It's just, you know, I, I think it connects with every Aussie, you know, um, on a very sort of, um, a heart space or, you know, because everyone relates to, you know, a bogan uh, in Australia, yeah. they are the life. Um, uh, and you know, they are the joy of the Australian culture. Um, <laughs> yeah. not not putting them down at all. Even before I, when I moved to Australia, I knew about, you know, a certain sort of characteristic of, um, you know, a bogan, especially an anatomy. Um, yeah. you know, like yeah. what are these? And it, it's, it's a very intriguing thing, but yeah, a life coach, um, it's just, you know, puts the cherry on the top. It just adds, adds a bit of humor as well as, you know, um, yeah. really mindful stuff. Because the six human need video that you were talking about, I did see it um, when you first launched it and I lost it completely. I just, I was just laughing. But, you know, the content that's subtly with, with the humor, It's it's like a Trojan horse you know, yes, you've got yes, the exterior yes. and then you are just sort of delivering the content and people just sort of take it and understand that. And like, wow. Okay. That's very clever. So kudos yeah. to you. Man. Yeah, just I really never,
1: never thought of it as a Trojan horse. That's a really, really cool concept. man. that's a really cool yeah. observation.
0: Um, yeah. And that's,
1: that's always been the intent. You know, sometimes I think um if I was to over and into intellectualize or break down the comedy and it might sort of, neutralize the comedy so I do it at the risk of doing that but um yeah you're absolutely right like it that's that's the intention is to not just be funny yes but also have have value and I think you know you sort of sometimes need to give people what they want then give them what you need
0: what they well, need. absolutely uh, absolutely well then see that's what like now in in today's day and age um I think comedians have a bigger, you know, sort of reach than, um, any other sort of profession. First, there were the rock yeah. stars in the seventies, then came the rap, uh, artists and, you know, R&B and hip hop guys. Now, now is the time of the comedian. It's the age of comedians. Um, they are the new rock stars. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, like- sorry, right. Yeah.
1: So I never thought of it like that, but that's a really cool way cool way of looking at it as well I think
0: yeah let's just see you know um, in the podcasting community you know the biggest podcasts are by um, the comedians uh, Joe Rogan for that matter you know he's a stand-up comedian Mm -hmm. himself but um, he has the biggest podcast he's pretty much you know the best of the best then you've got the likes of Mark Marin he is a fantastic prolific uh, comedian and the content that he creates and they've been doing it for over a couple of decades uh it's this podcasting thing in Australia is a fairly new sort of um you know thing and i'm pretty sure it's going to be bigger and better and it's just further evolving but obviously yeah. you you yourself have set up you know um a unique space which is fantastic now um we were talking about certain things and you did touch a point where you served in the military for 11 years um what part yeah. um you know were, were you in uh, what part of the forces yeah. were you in
1: well location wise i was in um sydney first then brisbane briefly in melbourne and then back to brisbane so i've been mm. Reasonably lucky in a sense, not that there's anything wrong with, you know, being forced to to an towns that the army kind of lives there, but yes. uh, my network was kind of in the southern states, so I consider myself lucky that I um, kept to those those areas. It's pretty lucky to have been able to stay in three capital cities for an 11-year career right. um, and served overseas, yeah, for uh, East Timor once, mm. Solomon Island once, and uh, Afghanistan twice. So I had a pretty big wow. and, and lucky career. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, definitely, you know, from, from me and all the other Aussies, thank you for the service, you know, that you give and you, you've basically, you know, definitely you, you know, you guys do a lot of hard yards. My, my wife's, um, father comes from an army background also, and I have a lot of respect, uh, for people, you know, um, that sort of background. Um, you guys do the hard yards, man. You, you do so much, not just physically, but mentally also. Um, was that the reason why you kind of got into the um, personal development side of things, um, you know, to just improve the yeah. quality of your thoughts or um, yeah. just from a pure leadership perspective?
1: Great question, man. I mean, I think um, I'm seeing more and more defense people getting into the personal development space. I think mm-hmm. uh, you're absolutely right. That career is is challenging and it's mentally tough and, and so forth. Um, at the same time, you, as with anything, you develop blind spots. And you develop um, a certain way of being, which suits that environment perfectly. Mm. But when you get out of it, it's like, hmm, this area hasn't developed that well. So for me, I got out of the army at um, 31 and Mm. frankly didn't really know or was out of the army. So and and really felt like I was a bit burnt out and a bit out of ideas. And I thought Mm. to myself, I'm going to need help. Uh, I went to UBW in 2014. That was the first one. Got a Tony Robbins coach for 18 months and hmm. helped me through that process of making the decision to get out and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, yeah, I, I just kind of, um, I don't like sort of sitting still or becoming stagnant. You know what I mean? And, uh, um, yes. I, I kind of felt like where I was heading if I didn't make, get some alternate perspectives. Like I think a lot. Right. Right.
0: So you, you kind of
1: entered the like-minded um, people. Um, but my challenge to that idea is that. Hanging out with
0: people, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you, what well, I was, I think we had a bit of a lag with the internet. so yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. all right. Um, but what I, I was, I was just sort of thinking you, you definitely would have joined um, the army at a very young age. Was it straight out of high school that you jumped in?
1: Yeah, quite. I was, um, I joined the reserves at 19, Mm. um, and then the full time army at 20. So I was working at Woolies actually. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Um, school and did that for 12 months. And then, uh, yeah, eventually just, uh, got a little bit sick of that as well. And I'd already always intended to join the army, but Mm. for some reason I thought maybe I needed to be a civilian, Mm. uh, for a year first, just so I don't go straight in. But six months into that plan, i Kind of got a bit sick of it and decided just to join ASAP. So um, mm. yeah, ended up doing about kind of nine months in wars, and then it was straight off to the army and the rest is history.
0: Wow. Okay. What is what was it like to serve overseas? You know, of course, like you mentioned, you were in East Timor and Afghanistan. Um, I'm I'm presuming it was right during the thick of it when when things were just really challenging um, in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously the Aussie soldiers and the Aussie army, um, played a important role, you know, um, in, in that uh, side of section. Um, what was the mindset going in, um, as, you know, as a person, um, who's, you know, never seen stuff like that? Um, and what were some of the learnings that you found, um, when you, you know, finished up the project, the, the mission there?
1: great question and I think sometimes I don't ask myself that enough, you know, it's like mm. uh, you know, what we're learning and then to try and capture that a bit more. I think um, you know uh, it was you know, if we'll just take like Afghanistan as an example, you know it's it's like another world really. Yeah,
0: okay.
1: Um, and it's, you know, I'm not gonna, it's not the good nor bad, it's just different mm. and I think when you get put into those sorts of environments, you grow very fast you mm. certainly realise that um, the world, the filters that you've looked at the world through are uh, mm. not you. completely different lives and have completely different perspectives. And um, I think, you know, it helps you realise the complexity of yeah. trying to do it especially operationally or military in another environment, mm-hmm. like value, people's values, people's beliefs, people's you know, spiritual ideologies are so vastly different. Yeah. Um, it, it highlights to you how much you need to adapt and have right. flexibility and mm. have perspective and be able to see things from both angles right. to, to have the effect. Because at, at the end of the day, it is a hearts and minds battle, as I said, not to win the war with, with bombs and bullets. And Absolutely. Like that. Absolutely. Yeah, people. Um, and so that's, that's a big challenge and that's something I, I brought back from that for sure. Um, you know, not to get too specific, Afghanistan is a very, very complicated place.
0: Yeah, I could imagine so.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think um, looking back, uh, I certainly think that we didn't all put ourselves in the shoes of the people who lived there and had lived there during previous generations as well as we probably could have. Mm. Um, you know, and so, yeah, it's a... It's a difficult place, and to, to be honest, I'm not really following the news about over there well enough to know what's going on currently, and um, yeah. I think there's all, all of us sort of wonder, you know, did, is what we did was it effective, you know, was the mission successful? I don't, don't necessarily know the answer to that, but yeah, um, Yeah, yeah
0: it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting beast. Well, absolutely. It, it definitely is a different beast, and it has transformed um, over, you know, over the years, because... Um, I grew up in India and just way before um the partition and like that this I'm talking about during the times where my grandfather and the great grandfather were you know were youngins. Um Afghanistan was a very flourishing um uh, nation. It yeah. was big on trade. Um I think India to date has really good relationship uh with you know uh, with the country. And yeah. um yeah, we we used to have all these fables and stories about you know the merchants coming from Afghanistan bringing in you know right. Right. Um, all sorts of spices and you know the Silk route, as we know uh, this uh, today goes through you yeah. know Afghanistan yeah. and all that. Yeah. So it, it has uh, always always. always, always uh, all, uh, yeah,
1: tell uh, me. Mm-hmm. I was just saying your your upbringing is probably closer to the closer to the action and uh, the culture than. In my experiences.
0: Uh, Well, uh, yes and no, because, you know, we, we all, for me personally, if I have to talk, I always had this fascination about, you know, um, travel and people coming from other places for trade or, you know, the stories and the cultures that they exchange, possibly one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast, you know, it's because of the fascination and the curiosity. know um what people do how they do it and why they do it and what's what's the driving force and the motivation so
1: circles back to personal development right there exactly exactly Yeah,
0: yeah yeah and that's that's one thing that you know um in in the culture that i grew up in it was always encouraged to be curious about things you know um,
1: and yeah. that's the key word: curiosity. Curiosity,
0: yeah, so yeah. definitely. And I don't know why people say curiosity killed the uh, cat. Uh, probably the cat goes over over curious. Um, yeah, yeah. I personally am team dog rather than team cat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it's it's just a funny thing, but yeah. Um, well, reason for existence.
1: Yeah.
0: pardon me. Yeah, sorry. I think we. Uh, yeah, we no, like think yeah. We have this internet lag. Yeah. All good, all good. I was just
1: really um echoing what you were saying about curiosity. I think it's such yeah. a crucial thing. And you know, um, when it comes to relationships and communication and, and business and you mm. know, leadership or team dynamics, you know, they say the best way to be interesting is to be interested. Absolutely. Oh, that's that's
0: you've you've hit the nail on the head, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, yeah. and that's for these podcasts. Are. You know, you are genuinely interested in me and my story. I'm genuinely interested in in you. I assume the, the listeners are equally interested. And in whenever you are in the opportunity, have the opportunity to engage with somebody, um, is always think, you know, how can I be genuinely interested in this person's story? Because everybody, everybody's got a story. Like the, the most unassuming person you're sitting next to the bus stop. Um, We'll have a
0: very interesting story if you look back around for it. that's 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 for sure and um, definitely I, I think you know and then in today's day and age people are kind of forgetting that side of things you know they the the normal chat uh, just the other day um, I was thinking to myself like when I first arrived in Australia and you're walking down the street no matter who you came across they looked at you in the eye smiled and nodded their head just acknowledging your presence there it's not happening now people are people are rather scared they look into your eyes and they're just sort of measuring how close you're walking to them um you know if you are you know socially distancing or you know what are you doing in my space it's it's sad um um, to see that Uh, at the same time i understand it's because you know you have to take care of yourself first before you can help others. Um, what, what what do you think about the entire situation that's yeah. happening right now you I know mean, coming from um, a personal development sort of a background or you know um, from the leadership side of things
1: yeah like I don't really think it's, it's entertaining a lot of people's biggest fears isn't it I think it's going yeah. um, the need Better leadership and better um, emotional regulation and self-awareness and all these things. Because um, if I get circle back to uh, you know answering this question with with a military reference because I think mm-hmm. it's relevant as the overseas on a team to have an team or wherever mm-hmm. um, it doesn't even need to be a military. But when you go with a team and you're living you know, sleeping, eating in a close confines environment, um, seven days a week, there's nowhere to go. That's when people's true nature comes out. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you can hide it nine yeah. to five, Monday to Friday, can't you, right? Yeah. If it was an office or whatever. But when you go into situations like that, six months later, eight months later, you know everything about somebody. <laughs> like yeah. You just, there's nowhere way to hide that kind of behavior. And I think... What's going on right now um, is a large-scale example of that is is where the stress and the anxiety and the uncertainty is showing everybody's full colours. Yes. um, Somewhat unattractive and and non-functional. And um, I think it was always there. This is just blocking off it. Yes. Mm. um, Because people don't have the certainty anymore that they Mm. took for granted like to be food, and there's always going to be job security, and all this stuff. Um, so yeah, what the, the bar has been raised now, I think. Yeah, the bar has been raised. of a necessity for you know mindfulness, leadership, um, emotional intelligence, emotional mm. fitness, as Robbins would talk about. Like, it's just so much more important. Res- personal resilience,
0: absolutely. The yeah, truth the true human yeah. spirit um, you know has to come and come out and shine because I was talking to uh, one of the guests before, and uh, something came up, and we we spoke about leading with love that's what's required now, you know when you lead with love because as a lot of people and a lot of great learned people have said, love is that one emotion you know that trumps everything else. Mm. And, um, if not fear, not hatred, not, you know, um, anxiety, none of those emotions can survive where there's love. So in, in my, in my opinion, that's what it is. And a hundred percent leadership skills, um, not just, you know, for, um, you know, managing some people, leadership skills to me is about, Managing your own state and managing your own thoughts, managing your words.
1: Yeah. So, um, <laughs> whether, you, whether you manage a team or not, like if if the first layer of leadership is just leading yourself better. Exactly. Um, do that, you know. And one of the things I'm working on a lot at the moment is is thoughts. You know, yes. like I work on, my prime and I meditate and I, I do exercise and I eat well this kind of stuff. And I think to myself, you know, it'll, a lot of it starts with thoughts. Yeah. You know, thoughts determine. Um, your behavior in a lot of ways, and you, you follow that that line of thought. Eventually, it's mm. going to lead to your death. You know, so not control that end. Um, So I try to just be mindful. Like, how, where is my thoughts going first thing in the morning? What am I thinking about during the day? And is this the only thing I can be thinking about right now? Or could mm. I be just a, a little bit more positive each day? Mm. Um, because yeah, it's, if, if we can't train our brains to think positively as much as possible yeah you know, life's, life's pretty tough, and it's not because it's not to say that we can be positive all the time that's not yes. true either that's yeah um but I think sometimes people take that as sort of tacit approval okay well if it's if it's impossible think possibly uh positively all the time then i then I won't bother at all it's like nah, you don't get it out of it that easy
0: yeah
1: absolutely <laughs> you know,
0: there's still a lot of room for growth there so. it's 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 um, like that dance right. <laughs> You, you know, you go, you, yeah. yeah, sort of yeah. dancing, dancing with your, you know, whatever state that you're in, like, okay, I'll go one step that way. And then, you know, I'll sort of make another move. Um A lot of it is with uh, um hand-to-hand combat or, you know, when you're learning a martial art as well. Um, it's, it's about maneuvering how, how you can just sort of maneuver yourself out of the situation, but still going with the flow. Like,
1: yeah. yeah that's- you hit the nail on the head, there, yeah, because, I mean, when negative thoughts and emotions do come up and they um sometimes, you know, jumping in a cold bath or doing your priming or doing uh-huh. your state changes can work. But yeah. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's too, you know, disailed. And I think in those situations, let me give you an example, but if you're really nervous about something, hmm. um, you know, for presentation, and I've certainly been there plenty of times myself, I've certainly learned that there's only so much you can do to stop that. Yeah. Um, there's only so much you can do once the nerves get to a certain point. Um, yeah. Where the better option really is just acceptance. Absolutely, it's really worth going honouring it, owning it, um, and just acknowledging that
0: that is how you feel right now. Yeah, and that's okay. That's yeah. that's that's a better word, I think. Um, acknowledgement because you acknowledge it, and then you move forward the new you you know whatever next next comes in and um honestly like all of these things um became more profound for me at least when i was training all through last year um for the marathon that entire year uh, or just a little over a year worth of training that i did i learned not only about my body but about my brain and for me the entire marathon was about me fighting against the thoughts, surrendering to them, still keeping going, you know, kept going and then coming out on top of it. And uh, what a feeling that was. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure you you could relate, but also once once you crossed that finish line, it took me yeah. a little more than um, you um, to finish, complete the, uh, the whole course, but I had a lot of fun every every. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, I hadn't run more than 14 Ks in my life, even in the army. I mean, the army is more long walks with heavy gear uh, and yeah. trying to remain quiet. But it's more the, the discipline The running is, you know, it's not a big thing really. So I'd never run more than 14 Ks in my life. And even that was only once. So this <laughs> was a huge, that was a huge thing for me. And, uh, yeah, it, got, it kind of got me out of, say, a rut, but, you know, I wasn't really doing much of an exercise yeah. nature at, the, at the time. I had lower back pain, had all these beliefs about um, why I couldn't do it and why it was just not possible. And one of the things I learned from that is you really need to surround yourself when you're going into a new phase of life where you're mm-hmm. trying to raise the bar, or you're trying to do something. You have to surround yourself with people who have stronger beliefs than you do. Absolutely, power power of the tribe, you know, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you surround yourself with people who have the same beliefs, or maybe will, will drag you down, you'll never get anywhere. Like I was a hundred percent convinced that the lower back pain I had was going to stop me from doing the marathon, and uh, <laughs> you know, convinced well, me. True, and it, and it wasn't. I ended up having other problems, but
0: yeah. <laughs> better from running so um, i, I yeah. i'll tell you honestly the day we took off from here from sydney um my left foot was swollen i don't know how why it was it was like a stump it was that swollen. Yeah. i was like yeah. i don't know what's happening it's not hurting it's not paining but this doesn't look right and i have like i'm um, definitely gonna do and finish this run and you know no matter i walk crawl or you know just drag myself through it i'll do it and um best thing is like the moment we landed um in la we had a day off i went i took um um i went to a sensory deprivation tank um that helped, and uh, obviously I um, I used a bit of CBD um, with no THC in it. That worked like a charm because I've I've always heard people talking about you know you know the CBD and sort of things because they were not um, that widely available here in Australia. Right, but yeah. like I want to give it a try and see how it goes. It worked like a charm. Just and I was just ready, yeah. and it it worked really well. Yeah um It's 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 strange why. I'm sorry. Sorry, no, you. Got... you got... We've got a lag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, technology. What can you say? Yeah. That's all right. I like technology. You can't live with it live without it. Also, so, that's that's all right. So yeah, carry on. What were you saying? I think we've got.
1: I was just going to say yeah. I mean, it's a it's a big ask to not only run a marathon but do it on the other side of the earth because you fly for sixteen hours and then yeah. you're sort of ramped up. You know, I had my itv That was the start of the demise of that. The ITB band had in my left left knee, but. Um, You know, you go over there, different time zone, long flight, eating airline food, uh, jet lag and (laughs) everything. You go run around, but you know, it's just adding in injury in some way, but, but what a cool experience,
0: right? I mean, it was, it was was such, such an awesome, such an awesome experience. And I definitely know if I get a chance, I'll do it once again. I, I, Mm. people call me crazy, but yeah, that's what it is. You don't understand how good it was. listeners if you get a chance and if it's your first marathon that you want to run new york is the place you got to do your first marathon full marathon definitely such a good vibe such an awesome stuff um but yeah uh what i was talking about earlier was about cbd side of things it's it's so um baffling to me that they haven't made it readily available for people in this country here because it it helps in so many different ailments and specifically, you know, um, a lot of people suffering with um, anxiety. Pardon? What is CBD? Exactly. Sorry CBD, CBD oil is just basically extract from the, um, hemp, uh, or Go. marijuana, but they take, they take out the, uh, the part, um, the THC, which is, which is right. the chemical, um, or the com- a component that you know makes you high, Well CBD oil—it's just basically you know just a regular sort of a tincture that you can either take it, um, you know, like a drop, or you can you have topical creams and stuff that you can rub. But it's a miracle plant, you know. Um, yeah, right. Um, and especially if there has been results and studies showing that it helps a lot with anxiety, uh, and you know. Uh, okay. Don't quote me, uh, but yeah, it be, in terms of PTSD or uh, depression and stuff like that, people people have shown uh, improvements being on it, um, and that's the reason why they've made it l- legal in a lot of different parts of the world. Um, I'm pretty sure they should they should do that yeah. in here also. So, um, yeah. I've seen some. Um- mm-hmm.
1: I was just, uh, I've seen some, um, veterans groups actually that sort of petitioned for, you know, those sorts of products for, for veterans and some groups out there that, um, I actually can't remember the name of them now, but, um, yeah, it is on a few people's radar and I think it's a developing area of research and, yeah.
0: yeah. That is, that is what I was getting to right now because I, I, I understand and, uh, you've mentioned it before, you do work with, uh, a lot of veterans and a lot of people in, in the army, um, who have you know, gone through um, episodes or they, they've they got PTSD and you help them with your uh, you know, skills as a, a coach. Um, mm-hmm. um, that definitely you know is one of the tools uh, or a, things that um, they can use. Oh, what are some of the other techniques that you kind of uh, incorporate in terms of helping, you know, um, these guys and gals who, who come back? Um so, yeah,
1: ooh. I did a quick Google search for you talking there.
0: Weeded Warrior. Weeded, Weeded Warrior. Warrior. Okay.
1: Ooh. I've seen him at a few, uh, veteran forums and so forth. So there's, um, um, don't know much about them, but they are out there if you want to check them out. But, um, look, yeah, the veteran space is a tricky one. It really is because, you know, you want to walk that line of pushing people hard enough that there's growth, but not mm. so much that you but why that can possibly make them descend and become worse. And that is a yeah. challenge that is somewhat unique to the veteran space to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a challenge. And I think, um, where coaching fits in quite nicely with the the whole sort of spectrum of veteran improving is it actually gives them a, a reason to want to get better. You know, I mm-hmm. kind of like the analogy of, um, I can't remember the name of the movie. I think it's got, um, uh, I think it's got Helen Hunt in it and, um, what's his name? He goes, is it What Women Want or something like that? Anyway, there's this quote where he goes, um, you know, uh, she goes, give me a compliment. Okay. And he goes, Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson. He goes, you know, whenever I'm hanging out with you, I want to take my medication. <laughs> she's like, I do not, I do not see how that's a compliment. And he goes, you make me want to be a better man. And she goes, <laughs> Yeah, that's a really good compliment. It's the best compliment I've ever received. You know? Wow. <laughs> and so I use that as somewhat of a metaphor to a degree where I say, if you can give somebody a purpose and a reason and a compelling future, that gives them the reason to want to get better and the reason to want to get off meds or the reason to want to go to the gym and get fit, um, yeah. the reason to mental health and well-being, and positive psychology and all these sorts of things. So all those clinical and um, kind of therapeutic things absolutely still have their place. Hmm. I just think that you can help sort of uh, coactively mm-hmm. design a compelling future and give that drive that makes all those other things lock in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes you're better off looking at what I would call a way goal so, you know, some people, you know, I try to say, let's oh, Let's create a compelling future. Yeah. Uh, that, that language doesn't really land on many people. So I go, okay, oh, hey, well, what are you sick and tired of? Yeah. What have you, what have you had a, what have you got a gut full of? Mm-hmm. Um, what have you completely sick and tired of? And then when you put it like that, you go, okay, so what's the opposite of that? What's, what's the opposite of that thing? And you know, that's an easier way to get clarity on the, what it is that someone wants rather than, you know, uh, rainbows and, and and butterflies
0: and yeah and woo and jumping and all that which is you know yeah, exactly. has its place some, definitely it has its place some people just doesn't work and that's cool yeah oh <laughs> well, yeah that's that's what it was now um you you have been working in this um sort of space for a while uh i gather um what's what's the next sort of step because this particular situation you know with, with the pandemic and whatever that's happened has forced a lot of people to sort of change the approach, pivot, um, you know, and just try something new. Um, mm-hmm. Did you have to do any of such things so that you could reach more people? Because obviously we need people uh, with skills that you have and the qualities, you know, that you're going to possess and the walks that you've been through now more than ever, you know, um, to help each other out. Have you sort of worked on some sort of a project um, or do you have something uh, in in the pipeline that you have worked on or that you can offer? Look, I I think some people were ahead of the curve when it came to, you know, getting things
1: online. I certainly Mm -hmm. think that there's value in doing that because it's more duplicable, it's more scalable, it's more, you know, wider reach. Yeah. Um, I think there's, that's something that I need to set, do no, I haven't done it personally? So there's, mm. there's that, um, you know, we've had to, so I work with a, a veterans organization, uh, part time where we go to East Timor, we do an immersive whole health program for 11 days, about right. sort of 20 odd veterans. And we do that maybe three times a year. Um, so we've had to pivot and, and then basically do it on the Gold Coast instead. So rather than saying, right. okay, we just everything, we've just said, okay, we can't go to, fl- we can't fly to East Timor anymore, um, yeah. at the moment. You just sort of, what can we do? Like what, is it something regional? Is it something where you're taking the best bits of what you already do, mm. but you're doing it in a way that under the current circumstances is still possible. And it, you may lose some of the, um, you know, the potency of, of yes. your event, but you can still make it, um, you can still make it accessible. You can still make it useful. And maybe there's some things that as a result of pivoting and changing, you now can do that you never thought of. Yeah, absolutely. That actually, one door closes, another door opens, as it were. So that's one thing we're working on as well.
0: Yeah, that's 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 fantastic. Um, now, what else have you been doing? In you know, rather than just you know coaching people, because obviously, if, um, if I have to talk about myself, um, and I think if I say all of last year was you know, prepping for the marathon. And, uh, yeah. training in and out. Um, yes. I have, I have a marathon shaped void right now that I'm trying to fill and trying to find <laughs> something else. Uh, I, uh, yeah, um, what have you been doing in terms of training wise? Have you kept yeah. running or? Look,
1: I, I had my, uh, the Gulf Coast marathon in my crosshairs and, and was training to some extent, not probably the level of discipline of the, um, New York Marathon, but I uh, was still doing it. And that got, obviously got canceled. So, look, I, I still am doing some running, but nowhere near the level of fitness I was last year. The thing I'm looking at at the moment is video video production. Um, okay. And, you know, I've kind of got to the point where I see great content out there, great videos, maybe even some motivational stuff or some professionally produced stuff. And I think to myself, wouldn't it be cool to be able to do that yourself? Yeah, you know, Wouldn't that be cool? To just go, I've got the editing skills, I've got the gear, I've got the know-how, uh, sure it's going to take some time, but I would love to be able to just make some stuff. So I'm, um, you know, doing some online programs about, um, you know, filmmaking and and creating videos and and how to shoot and how to handle audio. And I'm really loving that. Like it's, it's really cool. And I'm sort of seeing the the versatility and the, um, usefulness, I guess, about how gaining this skill can be applied to anything else. Like you could make some really cool online content. You could Mm. communicate your message way cooler or much more
0: unique. um, You've already got a cool, cool platform to do that on you. I understand you've already started a podcast yourself. Um, Yeah. yeah, Are we we going to see more of Shana in the future? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, um, Cool thing about him, as, as you've already alluded, is that he's he's sort of uh, – this guy that's the joint, he, he stand, stands on the bridge of two worlds, you know what I mean? Like there's yes. average in person and then there's a personal developer world. Well, I see him as kind of got this all-access path uh, that there's no one too yeah. high or too low that he can't approach, you know. Yeah. Can't, there's no one too low because he's, you know, an average corporate. at Yeah. There's no one – because i think everyone likes to have a good time i think everyone likes to be brought down to earth sometimes uh and, and have the opportunity to show their funny side as well so it's um it's a
0: really cool concert and i'm really loving it yeah well that's excellent where, where do people find the podcast and what's the name of the podcast that you've got yeah so the podcast is just called shano the bergen life coach ah, nice. um
1: Simple. And uh, yeah, it's going off. I do it on on anchor, but it, it, it sort of feeds out to a number of different platforms. Right. So, you,
0: so you um, are available on your Spotify and your iTunes and yeah. all.
1: Yeah, also. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's feeding out to us Google Play or whatever that that platform. is. yeah. It's uh, yeah. early days. Only a few up there, but look, I've got yeah, you because know, I know so many people and I've been part of so many different masterminds and groups. Like, there's so many people. Um, in my crosshairs, some of them know that, some of them don't yet. So uh you know, I would like to do in person over over virtually is cool as well. Yeah. Um something about being in person and that's why I've sort of started with the Brisbane Gold Coast based people because I can yeah. do that but intention to fly interstate um sooner rather than later and um
0: and, and do them with other people in other parts of the country. That's that sounds epic. You know definitely I have watched the first uh one that you put out. Um, and I do follow, um, the social media, you know, when you put out all the stuff. So it, it is yeah. fantastic. Shayna is such a value. Of course, you know, um, just, and uh, the way you wrap things into bite sized, um, digestible sort of chunks with, of course, humor, you know, it's, it's like that spoonful of sugar that's making the medicine go down <laughs> much better. <laughs> so, uh, it's really, really cool. Thank you. That's, that's fantastic. Well, uh, we've actually have been chatting for over an hour, you know, the time just goes by so quickly. Well, yeah, it's been a,
1: been a great chat, man. And
0: both of us have
1: enjoyed. It
0: chat? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I've enjoyed, you know, Moog. I'm, um, I'm pretty sure like, I didn't bore you to death also, but I'm pretty sure this, this was such a value, such, such an awesome stuff. Now, where do people find you if they need to get in touch with you, know a little bit more about you? And you know, yeah. look, you find me on Facebook, just, um, Michael Albrecht. You can reach out to me that
1: way. Um, any of the Bogan Life Coach handles, they're pretty much all the same. The, the YouTube channel is just called Shana the Bergen Life Coach and so is the podcast, but uh, um, Facebook and Instagram is just at Bergen Life Coach. Um, so Life Coach. Excellent. Those are there. You'll, you'll find him there and um, yeah, reach out to me anyway, shape or form, it's something I can do
0: to help or add value or um, bring a spin on things, I would certainly love to do so. Oh, fantastic. It was it was a pleasure talking to you, Michael, and um say good day to Shano again. And um definitely both, you know, both the personalities are welcome back on the show here at Karma Social. would love to have a chat with you once again and you know uh just collaborate even more. <laughs> well,
1: been um, absolutely Thank you so much for having me on and um sharing your perspective on stuff. It's really been um an eye opener. So I appreciate that. Thanks for the oh, guys. Thank and you so much for listening and um we'll be Touching base down the
0: path, haven't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. Probably, you know, run run another marathon that comes up very soon. The next one that comes up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, have a good night and uh, bye, everybody.
1: Bye, guys. See you next time.